0: Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple, with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket, thanks to titanium sponsor, Mechanic Desk, and gold
1: sponsor, Podium. Whispering Loudly is the Workshop Whisperer podcast. Hello, I'm producer Mel and we're super excited today to have Cody McKeon. He's a proud Nova Castrian mechanical workshop owner and motorsport enthusiast. Cody has been a mechanic for 16 years and has worked with aircraft, light vehicles and motorsport teams. His passion is motorsports and he's currently competing in the Aussie Racing Car Championship. Plus many others. Thank you so much for joining us today, Cody. Uh, thanks for having us. All your cars go fast, do they?
0: Oh uh, well, the ones that are running are go really fast. It's <laughs> usually um, why I became a mechanic, but it's what you do.
1: You had to support your uh, your passion. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> So, Cody, Mel just introduced you, but what is it that you'd like the Whispering Loudly fans to know about you?
0: Um, oh, geez, I don't know. I think it's going to come out all today. <laughs> so my passion is pretty much exactly what we're talking about. So, yeah, um, yeah no dirty secrets that I want to let out just yet.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see what we can pull out mm. of you, hey? So tell us, how did your career as a technician begin and then later driving in motorsport?
0: Yeah, so my career probably started like everyone else. It's become a mechanic or technician or anyone that's involved in the trade. We just got sick of school and we tried to get any out and mm-hmm. um, mechanic is what I fell into. Uh, the family's always had a passion with cars, as most people do. But, yeah, it was coming up to my high school certificate. I didn't feel real confident in doing the tests, so I walked into the council and said, I need a job. She says, what do you like? I like being a mechanic. All right, I'll get you a job being a mechanic, and that's how it started.
1: Wow. Mm. And uh, 16 years ago?
0: Yeah, that right? that's yeah. it. So pretty much finished uh, year 11 at high school, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, walked straight into it.
1: Okay. Mm. And then uh, when did you sort of start driving uh, at a level where you were – like, yeah, I really need to know how to fix my own cars.
0: Yeah, okay. um, well, the motorsport side of things, we we obviously did a little bit of kart racing and stuff like that when we were younger. It was nothing grand. It was, um, you know, there wasn't a whole heap of money in the family. We were all working – well, family was working pretty hard, so – we did what we kind of did and just go karted when we could. But pretty much as soon as I got my first paycheck, that's when it started back up again. So I um, went out, bought myself a new go kart, started from there and just slowly climbed up the ranks and till what we're racing now.
1: Nice. And how do you find balance? Or I like to replace balance with harmony. How how do you find uh, harmony between personal and work life when you've got so many things going on?
0: Yeah, well, I'm one of those people that if I can't really sit around too long, I get bored or I'll just fall asleep on the lounge. It's Mm -hmm. just not one of my things. So if anything, my motorsport side of things is my passion, but also running a business is my passion. Mm. So those two go well and well together. Don't get me wrong, we, I love my social times. I love getting out and talking to people and all that type of stuff. You know, the occasional holiday here and there, but really my life is revolved around it because I want it to be revolved around it. So, you yep. know, when I'm not working with work, I'm working with the race team.
1: Yep. Nice. Yeah. Now, you're uh, local here with me in Newcastle. It's always a treat to have a live in the studio guest. So (laughs) thanks for coming in. Uh, Our last guest uh, half an hour ago was in Melbourne. Oh, good. (laughs) Your business is local, um, Mm -hmm. Radical Mechanical. Yep. What do you think makes it different to other repairers in the area?
0: The main thing we really um, understood when getting into the area, and I'm local to the area as well, we really aim for a demographic, and that demographic was, you know, before 45-year-olds, so that real 20-year-old to 45-year-old. We wanted to really strip away that old, dirty workshop feel and also not have that clean slate dealership mm. display home feel as well that mm. feels a bit... It does work well in some areas, but we feel it just wasn't our niche. And don't get me wrong, we have got other mechanics on the street, um, which all are busy as they are. We need to really pick our demographics, see what they're kind of suited to, and, yeah, that's why we've got our kind of floral prints and neons and all yeah. that type of stuff because that's a real, you know, 80s in vibe and trend and a personal favourite of mine anyways as well, yeah. so it's real easy to do. So, yeah, yeah. Um, really just targeting to a different demographic that I don't think anyone's really targeted towards and most businesses are looking for that 50 plus Mm. because they feel, you know, they do their repairs and they're more happy to fix it. So I'm going into an area that's a bit more doubtful.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah. And the location uh, that you're in now, you know, nice high-profile corner busy area. Mm -hmm. Previous to that, there was a a lower-cost franchise there. Mm -hmm. Have you had any... Flow-on effects from the type of client that that business might have attracted.
0: Yeah, we have, and look, we we always set our point out. We're not the cheapest people in town, mm-hmm. and we never will be. But we're not the most expensive in town. You know, you won't see us charging two hundred and sixty dollars an hour like they do at a you know high end mm-hmm. dealerships. It's just kind of being firm but fair and stamping mm-hmm. out that no, we're not going to do that eighty dollar service or mm-hmm. you know cheap thing. The products we put in our cars are probably the most expensive, you know, products we can get on the shelves. I know I can make a 50% increase in sales by just getting the cheapest oil and getting the cheapest filters and stuff. And But the thing is, I'm going to have customers come back. They're not going to be happy with the service. And this is also a small town, although it's big, it is mm. a small town. Word of mouth gets around really quick. You do wrong by one person, it usually taints 10 other people. While they might be uneducated about why something happened. They're always happy to spruik the badness about them. So, yeah, we once we see it, we just yeah, we refuse to work sometimes as well. If they're trying to expect something and they want us to do something for a certain price point, and we can't match it, and I'm sorry, we just can't help you.
1: Yeah. And word of mouth is obviously working for you in the positive sense mm-hmm. because when I used to drive past uh, the site that you're at, I used to see a full parking lot mm-hmm. but with really less than desirable cars to mm-hmm. work on. Uh, I drive past now, same full parking lot but much nicer cars. So that means that the the locals um, that are you know, at the right price point in the age bracket mm. that you're after are coming to see you. Yeah,
0: that's it. Well, mm. in that sense as well, um, yes, we do get a lot of higher-end cars. We get a classics as well. Mm. And we also get your absolute bucket of bolts, you know, the the terrible ones. But everything's a flow-on effect from everything else. It is a big uni town as well, especially mm. the university hub that started in, in the middle of the city. We're starting mm. to get a lot of students in those students have got parents, the parents live in the area, they might be the one driving the Mercedes-Benz while the student's driving an old clapped-out Renault yeah. that's around. But So we kind of cater for both the high-end and the low-end, if you want to call it, mm. because we want to retain that customers for when they're buying a high-end car, we can take care of them then. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, just trying to meet the demographic market of what's around us.
1: Mm. Great thinking.
0: Join our free Facebook group, Your Profitable Auto Repair Shop, and join in on the conversation with Auto repair
1: shop owners, just like you, globally. So, where are you going with Cody McKay Motorsports?
0: Oh, straight to the top Formula (laughs) One, hopefully. I'm kidding. So um it's it was always a life passion of mine to be involved in a national category, especially something like Aussie Racing Cars. Don't get me wrong, I still foot a lot of the bill half the time. Sponsors do foot the other type of the bill as well. It's all what we see here, it's limiting the category or what we can do, and not overexerting ourselves as well. Don't get me wrong; we could probably start going for a Super Two drive, or you know, a lot more high-end national drives, you know, or the pre-levels to the V8 supercars. But the cost slash benefit and what we're trying to achieve in the end of it wasn't really a goal at the end. We could, you know, sweat every budget and. You know, sweat our supplies because we're trying to buy engines and tyres and all that type of stuff it's not going to work you end up going bankrupt and then I won't get to race at all so Mm. I'll miss out on the category at all so picking back into the Aussie racing cars and just watching how our business flows and expands obviously if there's more opportunities and it's more you know well how to say if it's within the budget we'll always increase but um, we're kind of happy sitting where we are now we've got a a lot of things we want to prove where it is
1: So, for our uh, auto repair shop listeners uh, out there, what's your number one piece of advice, be it business uh, or life?
0: A lot of people go in, they say, I'm running a workshop. And we've really understood with that, you've got to get that out of your mind. You're running a business. Mm. There's you know, 50% in the workshop, 50% in the business, but you've really got to be concentrating on your figures. You've got to be concentrating on your customers. You've got to be taking care of everyone out the back as much as out the front. Um, advertising, expanding and all those type of things that a normal mechanic wouldn't do if mm. not ever do. So, you know, for those type of people that might be like me that don't come from a university background or just tradesmen that got sick of the boss they were working for and want to do it all themselves, mm. Yeah, it's really just important to remember it's a business, not a workshop.
1: Yeah, very, very uh, important advice. And uh, I see so many guys and girls get stuck in that mentality of, um, you know, but I'm just a mechanic. And um, to really achieve this harmony that we're talking about in mm. business and life, you've got to take that hat off mm-hmm. and put your business owner hat on if you're ever going to have any chance of it. Yeah, well, I've
0: really changed my role title in the workshop. I'm now a firefighter. What I do is I go around and put spot fires out around the workshop all the time. <laughs> this is the way we think about it. But yeah, it's, it's one thing that really got to stump up and learn that maybe you're sometimes more valuable off the tools than you are on the tools.
1: Yeah, and that's actually something that we get our engine room clients to think about is where do you actually make the most money for the business now? Mm -hmm. Um, Are you better off on the tools or are you better off thinking about strategy and supporting the rest of the team Mm -hmm. uh, in order to uh, make money? So that's really important. (laughs)
0: Take a smoke out and review us on your Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen.
1: Cody, thank you so much for joining me live in the studio today. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> amazing and uh, good luck with the motorsport. No and, worries, I'll and try. And with business as well. <laughs> and uh, if you would like a question of yours answered on the next episode of Workshop Whispers on the Whispering Loudly podcast, then all you have to do is send an email to admin at workshopwhisperer.com with the subject line Workshop Whispers. Have a great week. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to titanium sponsor, Mechanic Desk, and gold sponsor, Podium.